0: Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Tomlow and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also
1: branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories, all to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. We are joined by Kristen and Will Kanegieser. Kristen won the 2007 and 2010 Maine Women's Amateur Championships. And Will recently won the 2019 Match Play and also played in the 2018 U.S. Amateur Championship at Pebble Beach. Will and Kristen, thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: One of the great golfing families in our state. (laughs) <laughs> now the pops plays too right yep yeah, he taught us to play
2: and yep. uh, our daughter isabel plays also so we, we we do have some fun uh competitive uh family outings
1: there you go and now i get to see you at martindale is that kind of where where you guys have been playing primarily over the past uh or at least since will started playing
2: yes yep um, when, when Mark and I first got married, I, I started golf. Um, That's how I met Mark. And um, we started at Springbrook. And we had some great years there. And then we moved closer to the auburn area. And then we joined Martindale at that point. And Will, Will was a baby. So yeah, 23 years ago.
1: So Will, how old were you when you started? Oh boy. I, that's, Do probably, you remember? that's probably a better question for mom. I, I, uh,
3: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I'm trying to think of the earliest golfing member I had it was probably playing, um, maybe at like Mount Washington or whatever. Yeah, on that we family trip. I, trip. Trip. I, I might've been five and I can just remember playing there, but, um, you know, other than that, no, I, I can, I can barely remember, you know, when I started probably, probably three or four when I, when I was first swinging a club.
2: Uh, real clubs or plastic clubs that yeah. would probably be the <laughs> uh, will is uh, has um, three older um, cousins that all played golf so we um, all spent our summers together in damascotta um, on on um, uh, damascotta lake and we had a a lot of um, uh, land and so the boys would play golf you know every day they they'd... the that they would go out and and Will just wanting to be like his cousins would, would, would follow. And so he, he started, started pretty young. I must admit Um, the best part was they would all have their little carts that they would push and Willie wanted a cart and we didn't have a cart. So he'd take his two clubs and he put them in his sister's baby stroller and he'd stroll around with that. So that was Will's first experience pushing a cart, but he was pretty young. I'd say probably three or four.
1: Well, I, you know, you, you have all these challenges that you're put on yourself at Martindale, running down the, or running up the holes and then playing left-handed. I, I haven't seen this baby stroller yet, though.
2: <laughs> I have uh, a picture. <laughs> that'll,
1: that'll, that'll, have to be, uh, that'll have to be another thing I can, I
3: can try out, but I might have to do that earlier uh, than I do left ear or morning
2: golf, yeah.
1: Yeah. So what about, what about you, Kristen? How did you start in the game and talk to us a little bit about, you know, your upbringing?
2: Um, well i i I was a nordic um, cross nordic skier a cross country ski racer and that was my um, competitive sport all through college and our high school and college and i um, I was pretty competitive I skied at a at a, a national and international level and so after my college career I was a little bit lost because I had been competing competitively for so long and and my dad said to me, well, maybe you should pick up golf. And I said, okay. And um, he told me there was a, a guy who worked at the office who was a really good golfer. And maybe I should ask, you know, him to give me lessons. And and I did. And that happened to be my husband, Mark. Um, and so that's kind of how I started out. And, and I remember thinking um, if I would uh, continue to like golf, if Mark and I didn't work out and um, Mark and I, at one point, I, I did realize that if Mark and I didn't work out, I was definitely going to continue on with golf. So I, I got hooked up, hooked pretty quick. And um, yeah, I, we, we got married and I was fortunate enough to be able to play a, a three or four years before we started having children. Because once we started our family, my, my golfing um, uh, time, uh, I didn't get to play as much until the kids started playing. So, um, yeah. It's been a it's a, it's been a good thing for me, both uh, socially and uh, competitively.
1: Yeah, so then I mean, obviously your game took off, and you know you win the two thousand seven and ten amateur championships. do not you uh, talk to us a little bit about those tournaments?
2: Uh, like I said, a long time ago. Um, I I think I'll remember the, the 2007. I, I, I don't think I really ever thought that I, um, would ever win an amateur. I, I certainly had, had placed and I had some top five finishes. Um, and, and I kind of played in the era of, um, Abby, um, Spector and like Penny Cummings and Martha White. Um, they were just such strong golfers and, and, um, so the competition was, was, was fierce. And, and the, the first year I won, I, I probably, I, I hardly played any golf that year because Will's um, uh, baseball team had made it all the way to New England's, right? And, and I remember one of the coaches saying to us, you know, well, you know, we want Will to be on this all-star team. Um, I think we have a good chance. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is kind of like the end of May. I'm like, oh, that's fine. He can play this. And, then later, lo and behold, they keep winning, and so it was the end of, end of July, 1st of August before they finally lost. So I didn't play a lot of golf that year, um, so I didn't really think I was quite ready, but maybe that was the secret, because I went and um, my game happened to be on, and, and it, was, it was a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun. I, um, I was, I was uh, like I said, very surprised that I would ever um, achieve that, so it was a, it was a good, um, good win.
1: Low expectations, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I think that was probably better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then what about uh, in 2010?
2: Uh, same thing. I thought I would be a, a one and done. So when I got back in contention again, <laughs> I was uh, I was like, wow. Um, and yeah, but, but both times, uh, you know, I was leading going into the to last day and and I had been in that before 2007. I kind of had been in that position before, and and really kind of um, lost it. So I, I was happy to both times kind of um, push through through and win. And um, 2010, I'll remember. I had I had a pretty good size lead, and Deb Gardner, um, who had won you know the AM three times back in her her day, and competed um, in college and played on the boys team and was was very good, and she. Uh, she just started to sink putts from everywhere, and um, I saw a five-stroke lead dwindle down pretty quick. And so I, I think I might have had a had, had a stroke with with three holes to go, and I was able to to keep it together and win. But um, that was that was that was that was fun. Uh, that that was a lot of fun.
0: So yeah, that's uh, oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Zach. So uh, you know, you start losing a couple holes there. You know, let's can we talk about a little bit about the pressure of all of a sudden you have a big lead and then all of a sudden it starts kind of dwindling <laughs> and what, what did you do to kind of write that ship?
2: You know, I think, um, I think it's making the right shot at the right time. And, and, and I really won't forget we um, at Bath, we were going down. What was that? 16? Yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. No, six before the par three. No, no, no 15. Right. It goes 15. 16 is the par three. So going down 15. And, um, uh, you know, I, 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 think at that point I had played well up until that point and, and, and Deb was just making these great putts. Um, and in so I kind of kept telling myself, you know, you really are still playing well. So going, going down that hole, um, I, I hit my approach shot and and I left probably a 10 foot downhill, right to left putt. Um, I was gonna say, I, it's, it's got a quite a bit of a slope, that green and Deb um, put hers in stiff. And so I, I know she's gonna make the bird. So she makes the bird and um, you know, I, I, maybe I had to, maybe that was for a par. Maybe I left myself a par, I needed to make par. And I remember I sunk the putt to make par. She did make the bird, but instead of being a two stroke, it was only one and then that was, that was it. I then had um, a, a two stroke lead with three holes to go. And so that was definitely the turning point and the right putt at the right time that helped me to kind of uh, realize that I, 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 could do it.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, the, it always seems like there's always that one shot or that one moment that kind of gets you back in there. And, you know, it,
2: I, and, and I I agree and I think it, it, it it's when it happens, you know, if it happens at the right time, it, um, uh, the, actually, the another the first year that I had won at um, Natanis I remember sculling a, a seven iron over the the tenth par three. You know, you guys have all played the Tomahawk. Oh, you got to go over all that junk. And I, I sculled a seven iron up onto the green. And of course, we have the the galleries and the the, the people. You know the photographers and everything. And I was just mortified. I had done that. And as I walked up at the green, my playing partner was Penny Cummings course, who has won, you know, countless amateurs. And, um, you know, and, and she looked at me and she said, Kristen, every time I've won one of these something lucky has happened to me. And she's like, step up there, make that putt, and go on. And, and I did, you know, I, and, and, and I think, and, and I have to agree with her. I think we always something lucky or something goes our way that, that, That uh, always seems to be a key, key, key thing.
0: All right. So uh, we're going to kind of jump around here a little bit, but uh, one other question I had was, you know, you have, you have these kids that are into golf as parents. Did you guys kind of push them towards the playing golf? Did you let them play a couple of sports Let them figure it out on their own? Um, you know, that's a big topic is, you know, do you focus on one sport and just have this have the kids just play that? Or you just let them play multiple sports and then they decide come high school that, hey, golf's my sport, I'm gonna do it. You know, did you guys just let them kinda go and play?
2: You know, that's that's a that's a great question. Um w- we really did. I I, I think they, they both our children um were are were alpine ski racers and they played soccer Willie played baseball they both played tennis they both golfed and um so yeah growing up we kind of exposed them to um what we thought might be some life um, long sports uh obviously sports that we love so that happened to be the skiing and and the golf I really think golf is a sport. I don't think you can push on anybody because there's so much mental part of it. If, if you're not into it, you're not going to want to play. Um, and uh, our daughter, Isabel, never really wanted to do it competitively, but she um, enjoys it socially. So um, that was good for her. But but Will kind of gravitated towards um, playing golf competitively. But, but Will um, is also was a talented ski racer. And and so Will would play golf and ski. And um, in his high school and in college career, people constantly tried to make, you know, Will or have us help Will to decide on one sport, whether that was going to be skiing or golf. And, you know, Willie pretty much stayed Um, True to himself, and he said, "No, I think I'm a better skier to have golf in my life, and I think I'm a better golfer to have ski in my life." So Will was kind of an anomaly that way, and he really, you know, his ski coaches wanted him to only ski, and his golf coaches wanted him only to play golf. But Will um, continued to do both, and um, I'll never forget once he said to me, "Mom, I'm not going to be an Olympic ski racer, and I'm not going to be a pro golfer, and I want to do this as long as I can because this is the time I can do it." So. Um, you know, we kind of let them do it themselves. And, uh, I think it worked out for both of them, uh, Isabel, our daughter, um, she was an alpine skier and she competed in college and they both skied, um, at division one schools. So it was good.
1: So have either of you completed the ski and tee in Maine. Oh,
2: what is, what, yeah. You play, is skied that? in the morning and call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've we've done, done We've done it once. Yeah. yeah. At least once. Yeah.
1: What, yeah. what,
3: what, what courses at, and what mountain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we I remember one day I know for sure we skied up sugarloaf yep. in the morning on a just a glorious spring day and in the afternoon we drove right to Martindale and, and we said, you know, we're gonna do it. And yeah. we we teed it up and played nine and I think uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just an awesome day. It was like one of those one of those May days that's uh like forty five, fifty degrees.
0: Perfect to <laughs> be outside. Yeah, it was a shame that uh we had all this uh, pandemic stuff because Sugarloaf was prime yeah, for okay. a, uh, okay. yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely. The, 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 you guys just lost your snow, didn't you?
0: Yeah. I I think we had skiers a couple of days ago, rip a couple of yeah. turns to finish. Right. Yeah. So we'll, uh, you know, now uh, let's hear from your end. Uh, what was it like kind of skiing and golfing at the same time? Did the two sports kind of help, uh, help you, in the other sport or was it just nice kind of take a break between the two?
3: Yeah, for me, it was always, um, just kind of having the other, the other thing there was nice just to keep in mind that it kept me grounded, especially when things didn't go out, you know, go my way skiing or go my way golfing. Um, you know, I could remind myself of, you know, being a golfer or being a skier wasn't, you know, wasn't the only thing I had necessarily. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, there, you know, I, the question I'm always asked is, you know, are you a better skier golfer? And uh, that's a question I tried to answer a long time ago, but I've, I've since just stopped because, um, you know, it first of all, doesn't really do my skiing or my golf any good to answer the question. And um, you know, it's comparing apples to oranges and I'd, I'd rather just enjoy both for what they are. And uh, now that I've recently retired from ski racing, this year was my final year. Uh, you know, Little, little bittersweet there, because it's kind of leaving behind a, a piece of my life that's been important, you know, ever since I can remember. But um, I kind of look forward to the kind of the new frontier with skiing, getting to ski more socially, and uh, you know, exploring places, maybe going on trips and skiing different places. Whereas, you know, racing usually you go to a certain place and you might ski two or three trails in the day because um, the the day centered around the race. But uh, I'm looking forward to exploring some of the
1: mountains that I hadn't had the chance necessarily to before. You know who really shreds is uh, Phil Mickelson. You seen videos of him? I I haven't,
3: but uh, I'd have to imagine with those those calves and that leg strength, he'd probably be all right. He
1: he rips, man. He flies he down the mountain. My guess is, my
3: guess, he's probably he probably
1: really likes to point him down the hill. Uh, he does. It's I've seen some videos. And it's like, man, if I was that good of a golfer and I'm on tour, I don't know if I'd go that fast. Yeah. Down the mountain. Yeah.
3: No, no kidding. I mean, there's like. You'll see videos of, like when Tiger Woods was dating Lindsay Vaughn to pin skiing. You just think to yourself, like, there's just so much that can go wrong. Like, I <laughs> yeah. can't tell you how many, like, bones and little things that are, like, that are, that are, like, screwed up with my body that's come from, you know, all the ski racing crashes I've had. There are just, like, so many clicks. I, I can't imagine uh, Tiger Woods had hurt himself skiing what the media would have
1: said about that. would have been, right. would have been an uproar. So, when, when did... When did golf become kind of serious for you, though? Like, when did you start becoming really like competitive? Yeah, I think um, I played in a lot
3: of the MSGA Juniors, and
1: and that was always,
3: you know, I consider that you know a good way to compete. Um, and I think the the competition there's pretty good. I really started getting into more competitive junior golf um, after coming into contact with Steve Feinstein or Foon, as he's known. He's he's the guy who you know kind of runs Challenge Cup. For throughout the Northeast and I was playing in a tournament like the New England prep school or the New England Mm -hmm. um you know school championship one year, I think my freshman year and he just he was he happened to be there. And um after I played he introduced himself and and told me I should play in Challenge Cup. But at first I was pretty um I wasn't really into it and I, I kind of just ignored that. But uh I saw him again that summer um at Taconic where we played the New England junior back in I think 2013 and he and he you know saw me again and said hey Will like right away and I like completely forgot about about him and who he was but uh you know eventually reeled me in and I started playing a lot of the challenge cup stuff like um 2014 2015 um and you know got a lot of exposure to kids who were really good golfers and and I think my game grew a lot you know playing out of state and uh Definitely, also gave me the confidence, you know, playing in state, that I can compete with can compete with people here, and, and you know, whenever I do travel, it's not as big of a deal. Like you know, before playing in Maine's a lot easier than you know traveling to Rhode Island or Massachusetts and playing in a golf tournament. Um, it's like less of a comfort zone because there's a lot less familiar faces, and the course might not be as familiar. So, getting exposure to to other other people
1: and places and
3: tournaments was 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 great.
1: Yeah, what a great guy Foon is. I'm going to have to make sure I tag him. Tag him in this podcast. Um, yeah,
2: you definitely need to have him on. He, he, just, yeah,
1: he would be he's so to, to. He's unbelievable. He just cares so much about, you know, the the junior golf and then also, you know, um helping the students get to, you know, the next level and go to college and, yeah. you know, he's he's already reached out to me since my time at Bates and I he's just a great guy. Yeah. He is. Yeah. So uh, so, Will, you, and you had a few runs there too, uh, you know, with the amateur and the juniors. Talk a little bit about, you know, some of the tournaments back home here in the state. Um, well, I, I
3: won the the junior two years in a row, which was, you know, kind of similar to Mom's experience. Pretty unexpected. Um, the the prior to the two years, I won. Austin Truslow had won the last two junior ones, and I mean, like he was like you know, way, way, way better than anything I'd ever seen before. Even, even when I had traveled, you know, he was just like far and away the best golfer I'd ever seen. And, you know, so I just, you know, sat there thinking like, oh, you got to shoot like seven or eight under to win these things in a few days. I thought, I'll never do that. But the first year, you know, the field was definitely a little bit on the weaker side. and, And, you know, I came away in a, in a pretty close race. And then the second year, you know, I was, I, my game had improved and I was playing better. And, um drew and i drew powell and i had a had a great battle coming down the line and uh i'll never forget because i never i didn't really know the score but i'd given away a bunch of shots on the front and he'd also given away a few so i knew it was close but you know we were just making making putts and trading shots back and forth and i i was lucky enough to come away with the with the victory um, so those were yeah those were those were two things i, I mean playing at valhalla uh, i won't i won't forget those two it's uh yeah you know, it's still it's still kind of excites me talking about it they they were great great memories
1: yeah definitely june championship is it's fun looking back on those days but i now that that was when they switched over from match play to stroke yeah. play or just just okay yeah, they, it was two two days of stroke <laughs> yeah yeah cuz when i played it it was match play so it was a little little different but um yeah. But yeah it's a great event and you know i definitely encourage any Anyone that's listening, it's got kids at home or maybe your junior golfer listening to get, definitely play in those if you can. And uh, we actually just had one at Martindale today. So that's pretty cool.
2: That's right.
1: Watching the our, kids tee off.
2: Our so niece we- played in it. She oh, only yeah? got 16 holes in though. The I guess the rain oh, came and then it got, yeah. Yeah.
1: No. yeah. finally got some rain.
2: <laughs> yeah. No complaints. We need it.
1: So, Will, then you go off to Williams and I mean – such a great career there unfortunately the ending I I know it's uh it's disappointing and you know having seen you play uh the NESCAC qualifier last fall and and you running away with it I just you know I was so looking forward to you and and the Williams team getting down to to NCAAs if uh you know assuming you guys went on and won I think uh you were probably the favorites uh going in the spring but um you know it's uh it's unfortunate ending, but talk to me a little bit about uh, your time at Williams. Yeah, um, Williams was was a mixed bag. I had um, great teams,
3: both the Alpine team and the the golf team were were awesome. Um, you know, teammates that I consider friends and, and close friends, and um, you know, just really the athletics kind of you know made made what the other parts that weren't quite as enjoyable you know, more tolerable, I guess. Um, the school was, was up and down. I had, you know, challenging classes and, and some great teachers, but, you know, also some pretty tough times as well. Um, dealing with the workload and the stress of of handling both classes and, and, and athletics and, you know, social life and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I had some, some great successes with on both sides of things. Um, I was fortunate enough to play with, uh, a really great, um, golfer in my class, two great golfers in my class, but one in particular, um, he won the national championship last year, um, D three. And, uh, to, to be, to be number two behind him was, 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 was always a joy because I, I knew he had my back and, uh, playing in golf terms is always fun because, um, we could go out and, and rip it up and see where it put us. And I think, uh, you know, looking looking back on it, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to realize, you know, in the time. It's always different looking back on it. But uh, you know, those days on, you know, on the golf tournament, even 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 the tough losses we had, just to kind of be there and to and to be in the hunt was always was always a lot of fun. And we put ourselves there a lot. And sometimes we won, and sometimes we didn't. But um, just to be there was 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 a joy.
1: Yeah, and you guys had probably the premier home course in new england yeah, um, I'm, for, I'm forever envious of that by the way yeah it makes
3: makes going to williams uh a, a lot easier for sure i don't i think a lot of people kind of overlook the fact that uh how, how great a course to Conanty is
1: but um it's certainly a reason to, to look into golfing there oh it's just outstanding and i'm sure that prepared you well for, you know, you qualifying for the U.S. Amateur as well at Pebble Beach. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, also a, a great memory from, from I
3: consider, it, you know, part of the Williams experience because the qualifier was at Taconic, and I'd been working that summer on the trail crew uh, at Williams, which is part of the Williams Outing Club, and so, like, I spend most of my days um, building trails, maintaining, uh, trail structures and, and like, uh, decks and signs and stuff. And, you know, this would be working eight or nine hour days. And then I play in the afternoon from like five or six till 9. PM. Like when it was dark, and I couldn't see the ball anymore. Um, (laughs) and I played, you know, just a ton. And I didn't like, really like, think about, um, going in as, you know, like, you know, having a chance to qualify, I was kind of just excited because I was taking the day off. Um, I, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I didn't, um, I didn't really relay that to my boss. I, I kind of just like took a sick day, but you know, I, I said to my coworker, I was like, you know, like if I happen to qualify, you know, like it'll be a good problem to have when I can you know, explain that, you know, I, I missed the work, the day of work to play golf, but um Yeah. I was, I was really well-prepared, and, and I happened to have, you know, a really great day and, um, and, and capitalized. And, and one of my friends on the team made it as well, which was which was a really special moment to share with him.
1: Now, you told me when we played golf the other day at Portland, you told me some of the players that you were, I think, playing behind at Pebble. Yeah. It's quite the uh, – I mean, you're surrounded by some of the best players in the game. Talk to me about that experience. Yeah, I was
3: – I was – playing behind, two groups behind, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, and then Braden Thornberry, who was number one in the world at that time, amateur in the world. And, you know, just, just I remember warming up on the putting green. I watched Victor Hovland drain, like, four 30-footers in a row. Just, like, (laughs) perfect rolls. And I was thinking, like, wow, like, I mean, that's that's why he's going to kick my butt. (laughs) And he ended up winning the golf tournament. Uh, And then, in my group that I played with, one of my, uh, playing competitors in my group was the co-medalist. And, uh, so I got to see the best golf that was there for the first two days. And, you know, just, uh, a kind of a brand of golf that I, I wasn't familiar with and, and I haven't seen too many times since, but, uh, to, to, to see it and, and to play such a great golf course, um, at the same time was, 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 a was a great experience. And, uh, like I said, to be able to share that with, with a teammate, you know, I spent a lot of time with him that week was was just uh, unforgettable. It, it definitely was. Great venue, great people, and uh,
1: great tournament. So many of us Mainers call Sammoset the pebble of the East. Do mm-hmm. you agree? <laughs> I played Samo. I think,
3: just, just once in a pro-am a few years ago. Definitely those holes by the water are, are awesome holes. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like – three and four um and then down Coming back there back, i think back. like 14 that one that runs along the yeah. water are all yeah they're all yeah. off bowls i mean that's i think that's i think that's kind of fair i mean it's kind of got a similar sort of routing like where you start sort of in in like the amongst <laughs> the 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 resort and then you you work way out to the coast i think that's a fair assessment right. yeah i i'm sure pebbles a a little Different though. <laughs> I mean, it's, it might, might be a little bit more spectacular, but uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, playing in the, like the same sort of conditions with the wind and all that, is, uh, not isn't, yeah. isn't all that different. It's got the same kind of feel. What was your favorite hole on that course? I think uh, the eighth hole, the eighth hole and the 10th hole are both awesome holes. So you hit, what'd you hit off at age? You hit that one iron you were hitting the other day. No, <laughs> I, I think I, 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 totally duffed a three (laughs) iron into the right rock and I left myself like like 210 yards over the over like the the, not just like part of the cove like the entire yeah over carmel beach there I thought thought to myself I was like wow like this is just probably going in the in the junk to the right like you know you see it all the time and I hit maybe the best shot of the day like just like short of the green um I think I like three-putted but I'll, I'll, I'll never I'll never forget the uh <laughs> the, the second shot, I hit after hitting such a terrible, uh, uh, such a terrible layup. But it's a it's a strange shot because like the the it's visually very intimidating because you can't really see where you're going, and usually the wind's coming a little bit off the right and into you, so it's like you want to hit more club, but you know you like you can't. Like yeah. it's a bad idea to push it.
1: So Kristen, you're walking along watching this. I mean. It's just gotta be spectacular. You're sitting there watching your son play golf in the U.S. amateur. You're looking out at Carmel Bay there, Monterey Bay. And I mean, what's that like?
2: Just like you said, it was a little surreal at the time. Um, And uh, of course, Mark and I went and and my dad got to come and watch. And I had a a cousin and um, a brother-in-law there. So it was, it was special. It was special also to have my dad um, and, and walking around and it 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 is it's surreal. You kind of had to stop and keep keep kind of looking out, and and I think what we enjoy now is watching the the professionals play there and say, oh yeah, I remember that whole, oh, Yeah, that that was the same pin placement, and oh yeah, yeah I remember that. And um and also that week, um, w- there quite a few professionals were there with their sons. Um, yeah, Tom, David Tom's Tom, was yeah. there. Oh, yeah, very Tom cool. And yeah, actually, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Nicholas was there. That's right. Jack was there. Jack was there. Um, actually Tom Lehman's son did his practice round in front of you. And so I kind of kept going up and, uh, Tom Lehman was really funny. He would like put teas in at all the various spots on the green and would say, okay, this is going to be a pin. This is going to be a pin. And that's going to be a pin. So that was kind of fun, you know, watching him impart his knowledge on, on that group. Um, And, and like I, like I said to you the other day, when, when we realized Will was going and I jokingly said to Will, well, if I'm going to go out there, I sure hope I see the next Jordan Spieth. And I guess I I did when I, when I saw Victor Haviland and and the group in front of Will and, and my dad and I kept running up and watching them play a hole and coming back and watching Will and going up and watching them play a hole and coming back and watching Will. So it was kind of fun. And, and you know, after watching the NCAA tournaments on TV and seeing all the coaches, you know, Oklahoma, there, you know, all these, you know, big name coaches walking around. It it was, it was really pretty cool. Pretty cool.
0: Well, that's uh, quite the, uh, the experience for both the, and uh, yeah, uh, that's just incredible. Um, So we, uh, we finish up every episode with our infamous wicked fire, uh-oh. Where we uh, ask you guys a series of questions and you both have to ask, answer them as uh, quickly as possible. So without uh, further ado, sure. what is your all's favorite golf course in Maine? Marcel. Oh, I knew you were going to ask one. this. Right, let's go. Portland. I mean, they're like the same questions every week. So,
2: it, it's Oh, I should have gone and looked. I knew it. I knew I should have
0: studied. All right, uh, best hole at Martindale. Thirteen. Gosh,
2: you're so quick. Best soul. I know, I know, I know. Oh yeah, I'd have to go with thirteen.
0: What was uh, the best advice we'll ever receive from Kristen?
2: Oh, 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 oh you? Oh, yeah, oh, he's oh, looking oh. at me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. There's so many. Yeah. There's
3: so, there's, so, there's so many good, there's so many good tips. Uh, have fun. Frankly. Yeah. Uh, still, still rings true.
2: That's a good one. Yeah. And Will's advice to me. Sure. <laughs> Get the ball to the hole mom when I pot.
0: <laughs> and the whole family goes out and plays golf. We'll say with handicaps who, uh, who wins. Is is improbable. Yeah, really. Yeah, she is quite. She's quite
2: a sandbagger. Probably Isabel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. Well, you guys uh, survived uh, Wicked Fire. Uh, (laughs) Thanks again for uh, taking the time to join us today. We uh, we truly appreciate uh, listening to your all's conversation and uh, sharing your insights. Yeah, thanks. Thanks Thanks for for having us. We had fun. We had fun for sure. Well, this has been another episode of Maine Golf Talk. You can follow Henry and I on Instagram and Facebook at Maine Golf Talk. We uh, we appreciate any reviews and uh, comments that uh, you would like to share with us. And in the meantime, enjoy your golf, stay dry, we'll see you next time.